this is it. On the 30 meter line, they're going to take it. They're going to take it soon. Pierce to the 30. They run for a try now. It's come down to Graham. Back to the middle. It's found Minicello. A long range shot for Manasseh. He's got it. Oh, what a kick. He got a kick. And thanks very much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Irish NRL show. Obviously, apologies, we weren't we weren't on air last week. Obviously, just owing to personal um, kind of requirements, I think is the phrase. Uh, and I'm soldiering on. I've I've recently got the COVID, so that just shows you how we are still committed to this podcast. Doing it while sick. Yeah, he nearly died. Nearly died, but probably true. Had a fever on. The hottest day of of Irish history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So look, as always, I think we all, I think we all had a fever that yeah, day. Mine was COVID. <laughs> um, yeah. So Tash, how have you been? At? Obviously, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a hot minute since we we touched base. You're all good. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, a bit disappointed in the the state of origin decider. Uh, I have to say, a bit let down by New South Wales. I think. I think we all jumped on the bandwagon after the second game, like, and expected maybe a miracle, but realizing what the, what sort of a beast Queensland is at home, it's a different story when you get up to Suncorp. Like, it also probably just shows how wrong Queensland got it wrong going to Adelaide. You know, we touched on it many times about the time. Oh yeah, difference. the three yeah. days out, like, yeah, 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 massive, massive difference. Like, <laughs> like I think that's probably. The one good thing Freddie did all series <laughs> is to go and early. Queens and name that would like nail that would have been a whitewash. That's the the next question you're going to have to find yourself. Is could you go up to Queensland and, and win a win a game? Even I think you can. I just think there were certain kind of omissions were made throughout the series, which one of which I know obviously I have personal bias and ties <laughs> to that club, so. That's that's one we, we can we can jog off anyway, but I I uh, yeah yeah it comes up here now a little bit. I think I think we're on the okay. same boat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Queens that uh, the state of origin, Queensland won twenty two twelve up in Suncorp. Massive massive. I think it it came down to experience on the Queensland side. That in the second half. Queensland I don't know the, the the stats I'm not the stats man you're normally a stats man but uh, DCE like he kicked the letter off the ball and put uh, put New South Wales in areas of the pitch that did did not want to go and made them work out of their own half just to kick it back down to them like they were happy not to have the ball and let them play out of their own half I think at one stage it was it was 22 22 tackles uh, Queensland uh Queensland played in in their in their New South Wales tw- uh, twenty, and I think it was three or four for New South Wales at that stage of a game. Like I think it was forty minutes gone, like, which is a ridiculous stat. Like it just shows you how much the Queensland played in New South Wales half. Uh, I just have a few a, a few little pointers that I thought maybe just of the series altogether, like, and the decider. I think Cleary didn't have the support around him. That Queensland spine 
if you put that spine up together like DCE Ben Hunt even even Dearden like Dearden's having a great season this year and then you have the, like a Ponga out the back which arguably probably had his best game ever in the decider like he ran for 290 metres I think it was 18 tackle breaks like ridiculous and arguably Cleary was the third best half on the field that day with Dearden probably equaling them if, if, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean like like I think I think like uh, his, his his half partnership with La- oh yeah it only it only works in the Panthers I think he needed more of them in this game probably going to save this for the for the round 18 reviews as such but I think Queensland may have kind of shown a roadmap for beating the Panthers in crunch time in that like Jerome Luai is a fantastic halfback don't get me wrong but a real running halfback he, he struggles when when they're not the dominant side and for much of this Penrith Panthers dominance they have been the dominant side in all contests um, and I just like arguably he was I would say arguably he was New South Wales worst player in games 1 and 3 and for half one of game two, I didn't think. Well, he he was a passenger mm. the other night. If for most of the game he was a passenger, mm. he couldn't he couldn't bring himself into the game because Cleary took the kicking duties nearly every mm. set. Which maybe you'd like to see a bit more of a of a of a, a voice out there to say, look at, they're going to run at you, pull it down a short side, and I'll kick it over to mm. the top, like, and just mix up the kicking, like. But it it didn't seem to come yeah. like. I think it's 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 a young Queensland. Oh, it's a young New South Wales side as well. Like, like there's no real esta- not established, but like there is great players out there. But there's no real like fella that's been like you think Latrell and Turbo in that team would be a different story. Absolutely, yeah. Um, like it, like you think of the players missing as well. Yeah, like, players. But you think of the players. Like, that them two boys, made, like Jake Jovovich. Like so. Yeah, for the first game. So yeah. like all this chat from Kenty at all. Um, that the Maroons jumper means more to Queenslanders born like maybe there is some semblance of truth in it um, I think you're also probably looking at a situation where the lion's share of New South Wales players are coming from Sydney of which is a cultural melting pot of which the, those players are mixed race and have kind of not different, different ties. ties and stuff yeah. and like I, I don't necessarily agree with it wholeheartedly, but I do understand that like the majority of the Queensland players are Queensland true and true. They're born and bred in Queensland, and it, and they've nailed it. But like to me, Jakey Javojevic is maybe the one player that bleeds blue. Oh, definitely. Like his 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 game his game two performance just. Mm-hmm. I think if if you don't play him next next year, like there's a serious problem. Play him wherever, like he. Oh, just anywhere you want. Just get him on a park. Let him out. Mm. Um, yeah. But I think as well, as you said, like, they, they come from Sydney. I think when the origin was imagined, Brisbane didn't, oh, New Queensland didn't have a team. I think there was one team mm. up there where Sydney would have had eight or nine teams up there. So Queensland was the first team for Queensland area until the Broncos mm. and then uh, Queensland, uh, Gold Coast, like, and, and the Cowboys came into it, like, which some of these lads have only seen like when they're growing up they only had that one representative team for them to look at and it does maybe it does mean a little bit more for, for a yeah. fella 
it has that it has that sort of like start like it's it's origins were very much that we were up here by ourselves mm. like oh yeah that definitely feeds into the whole kind of mantra and stuff and then yeah I just I think on reflection Freddie had a bit of a nightmare with selection this series and yeah no it's, it's, it's coming up now it's you coming you, up now like you can make arguments <laughs> I know it'll probably be the tough outing on Sunday but like it probably started with Josh Adokar not being picked yeah and that's probably was the yeah. now in all fairness like the two lads at, at, at on the wings did serious like Daniel Tupo his, his yards coming out from the backfield mm-hmm. was ridiculous I think Josh like a game like that on I know he made a mistake with the catch like he, he just got muddled up and, and turned his back on the ball a little bit too early but uh, I think if Josh Adokar was taking them balls they would have had a bit more he wouldn't have got the yard mm. as, as the bigger man Daniel Tupo like they would be able to pick him up and go back like but now saying that you can say in hindsight it's a great job mm. like yeah no. I think another point to have here. So I have five or six points here. So Fiddler not bringing Whiten in for two. Uh, uh, Talakai. He only Talakai only came into it because Phil uh, uh Whiten got mm. sick on game two. So I don't think Talakai would have had a, any any problem losing. I, it might hurt a little bit, but losing his spot because Whiten was back, like, and then arguably when when to to. Uh, to uh, Talangi came on he was on that left edge wide out forward like which Whiten would have ate that all mm-hmm. day like I think he would have been well able to yeah look I think I think it was uh, yeah it was just some strange arguably your best player in, in yeah. game one and then not be able to like when he was fit and healthy not to bring yeah. him back like which is just completely strange to me like yeah look, there, was, there was a number just like you, you can kind of go through you go through players that played and stuff like I thought arguably I know he came off injured but I thought Tony Staggs probably hard done by to be dropped after game one the omission of Jakey Javojevic we probably would have had Adokar in that squad and the, and look it goes back to what I said there probably just was too many Panthers yeah I agree yeah there are too many Panthers and some of them just not there just yet no like I, I just I wasn't a fan of Stephen Crichton I don't yeah no. so like like in the, I know you didn't see much of it, but there was one stage there that he he threw a, a an offload in his goal uh, underneath the goals, like, and was like it was the start of the end nearly for New South Wales, like, like one mistake, and then it started to they couldn't get out of their end then for the rest of the yeah. game, like, where it was set, it was, I think it was first tackle, and he got hanged up and, and school, even the pass didn't go near anyone, like, which was ridiculous, like. Um, we talk about the old, the old Biff as well. Yeah. Great to see, yeah. great to see. It's love fun. it. I love when two lads are in it. The problem for me was Tino coming in and holding. I think two lads punching, third man, if you interfere, and he did. Headlock is not trying to break up a fight. And if you look at it again, he headlocked, turned into what well, was Gilbert coming in, and Gilbert stuck the head in, stuck the shoulder into him down in the ground. So, like, I think if the two lads walk for punches, Tino had to walk as well. I, but it would have been a big, it would have been a massive call for the ref to yeah. do it. But I think to, for the chat to say that he was trying to break up a fight, 
was ridiculous like yeah trying to he- and the chat as well he's trying to help Burton yeah <laughs> not get yeah, punched I don't think Burton was landing many like but <laughs> Tina was no, definitely Tina, hindering him Bur- in his, in his wasn't <laughs> landing in um, so no, I do, no. I do think to be fair well you might I probably slightly disagree with that I do think Tino maybe saved his life because Gaga was was going to pull the head off him um, was unloading on but look him. Yeah, that's it was nice that's what attracted us maybe from overseas to origin was the biff so it's always good to have a bit of biff yeah as like and a lot of the older players like origin is refed a bit different yeah it's like the NBA finals it's refs tend to swallow the, the whistles uh, and let the yeah, game yeah, go yeah let them play and yeah let them play like I know the two yellow cards are alright like and, and the two boys took it well like but just think that third man in instigates a bigger row like mm-hmm. so fair now if you pull them away and start punching them, like it would have been better though <laughs> since you're going to get yeah. sent off anyway Burton he was on top of him on the ground I think I would have threw yeah, a few digs fair, fair. <laughs> uh, Paddy Carrigan performance of the series does this roll into Broncos being a contender for the premiership I mean, if the he trend, can lead them the trend in the right way um, I'd say they probably are a contender as is. Um, do I think they have just enough? To get, I just don't think they have the depth. But do they, do they, do they go deep? Yeah, do they go deep into the final, or are they just going to make the I finals? Don't, I don't think they have the depth. I think the bigger thing about Paddy Garrigan's emergence is it probably means any Haas could any be hope of, of Haas getting the money he's looking for is is gone because you can't justifiably say. We'll give you a million when you've got just an a young fella like that coming through. That's going to be a club captain. Yeah, just a pure culture guy as well. Like a Haas, you could say. Agree. Culturally, he's not necessarily a great fit. He's he's there on talent and talent alone. And you put up with kind of the off field shenanigans. But with Carrigan, you're just getting. But I think as well. I think we touched on it before. Broncos were were starting to clear out the troublemakers, yeah. and he was he because he was of his yeah. talent. He wasn't really, he, yeah, as in it was 50 50 nearly. And now that there's lads stepping up, I think his troublemaking side might come, not come out, but might be more highlighted in, in the way that we, do we really need, need no, this. No, and, and then you, like, you, you've, you've had other forwards emerge, the Broncos um, as well. Like Thomas Flagler, like maybe he'll never be a, an out and out origin player, but at club level, he's brilliant too as well. So I think that their pack is improving and they probably don't need mm. to waste money on paying ass I don't know who bothers paying that pay tab so he might might, might find himself uh, rocked um, in the coming months he's not he's not at the value he believes he is yeah yeah there might be a shock mm-hmm. to the system uh, just Latrell and Turbo again sorely missed I think it would have been a different series if one of them even like we, we're talking about now the Rabbitohs and Bulldogs game like some of the efforts Latrell put in as like he's nearly like a, a big 12 playing well, <laughs> like under 10s that, <laughs> someone yeah, left his that in my notes for the left game. his left his birth cert at home um, yeah <laughs> what's underage for you without overage players um, but <laughs> yeah I did enjoy his classic sledge to Burton I don't know if, you, if you've seen that over the week 
Yeah, yeah, he said it's mine. Yeah, so after all the niceness the about two mine. weeks ago, um, yeah, yeah, it's quickly yeah. abashed. And yeah, look, next season, if he's fully fit, he will be playing. Um, actually, on the whole, the trial thing, there's actually a brilliant documentary on YouTube. It's, it's done by the NRL. It's his whole rehab process in America. I don't know if you've had a chance to see it, but it's definitely what I watch. I've seen the first. Yeah, it's two the parts. First. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. And then Dearden, Tommy Dearden, like, to not touching this for the, like, he at the beginning of the year he wasn't certain to play even in his club side like I think when Townsend got signed Scotty Drinkwater was up there as well there's a lot of chat of the two lads being in in the half and for him to go on through the year like his defence is really I think it's the most impressive part of his game like he is a solid little nugget in there like there was was there there was one time that they set up I think Cleary had either Jakey or someone outside there, and they just set up on him like to, to, to try and get a one on one and he just smashed him just chopped the legs clean off him like as soon as the the second mm-hmm. row came through like the gap like just one on one tag boom and then I think that set out his stall then for the rest of the game not to really come and, and try and target him yeah I just yeah. thought like for him not to be assert at the beginning of the year and to play Origin at, the, at halfway through it, it's a great great this story this time it's looking like a hell of a of an error for the Broncos and letting them go yeah it's strange that like I think the Broncos are very very heavy in halves I think they need to start you say that I call a little call like who are they heavy with like I know they've Adam Reynolds but like no but in that in that like they've, they've money in their cap that could be spent wisely somewhere mm-hmm. else yeah that's in in halves. Like I know Ezra Mann is his, his performance over the next last few weeks have been serious. Like, what's he on? He'd so be on. If he'd he, be on next to nothing. Considering he's be on less. Yeah, like he he's on the minimum. I wouldn't imagine say, Tyson like Gamble's on a huge amount. No, and then Tyrone Robbins is hardly on that no, either. Considering he's just kind of an emergency. And then I suppose you, you could argue Billy Wars, but Billy Wars is kind of he covers Hooker as well, if he as well. So he's probably on a bargain. But do you have what's your man that came back from England then as well? Uh, What's the other fella? He was in England there for years. I can't remember, but if he's coming back from England, he's the origin, back on a huge yeah. amount of money. No, on a huge amount. Of like, it's just, it's just. I just think that they've they could be spent mm. a bit wiser. Yeah, fair. Um, no, that's all, man. For the origin, yeah, disappointing. Much as I, as I said, unfortunately, I kind of was been hammered with work at the time, so I, I only seen the highlights. I didn't actually get a chance to to watch it. I'll watch it back in full, which is it, it's. Uh, it's Poor form for myself, but look, let's let's skip over that and let's get into the round eighteen previews. So I think first up would be yourself, myself. So Cowboys and Sharks on Friday on Friday night, twenty six twelve to the Sharks up in Cowboys. So I thought that was great. The the, the it was a close mm. game until the last two tries. Like they, they just, I have to say, Ramian is having. A great season. It's probably his best season since his breakout. Anything he did, he got away mm. with. Like he had the ball in the string there. Like he looked like a real, like a, a reps, a rep sort of player. Like um, it was tick and tack there for a bit. Like they, I think they scored in the first few minutes, and then oh, what do we do then? Um, felt uh, scored a lovely one in the corner then as well. Like. But they, uh, like it was tick and tack, and then I think the Braley Sinbin 
sort of I didn't think it, it didn't do much for the Cowboys I know they scored in the, the next set but after that the controversy of JT's try disallowed mm-hmm. try I thought with the yellow card and then they scored and then all of a sudden like I, I, oh, I, I don't even know how to explain like for a fella that was behind JT to be saying obstruction mm. bizarre call. like he he was he was a support line he doesn't have to like get out of the way for the lads that are tracking behind mm. him and I think it was an easy out for a referee or not a referee but like the the bunker to come in and, and to, to to take it off JT which was a serious try it, like it, it just I would mm. nothing like Oh, a zero to a hundred in a few seconds, and he was gone through the gap back into the rook, like, and up the middle, like. Um, but after that, I think the wheels sort of fell off for the for the Cowboys, and the Sharks came back and scored two late little tries. Like, I have to say, Hines is a little superstar. Little, he is for a fella that, even in his breakout year, like he was still coming off the bench, like he did, he. If you, if you look back when he was at the Storm, like he didn't really have that many games. Yeah. Like he was a utility player. Like for him to come into this team, like and play the way he's playing, it's it, it's it's ridiculous. Like I, it's the consistency for me, which is which is the shock, not the shock, but oh, definitely, yeah. To be able to play this week in week out, mm-hmm. it's it just shows you. Like it was a great buy for 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 the Sharks. I don't think if they went out and and tried to by an experienced half they would have got half of what they're getting now off and for off. the value they're probably getting them to be fair and you don't even know what he's not like I don't think because he seems to be a very much a down to earth sort of fella I think he would have signed just the experience to, to be coached by Craig like and to be guaranteed his spot just on the team week in week out yeah he could have signed on less than he, he now the next contract is going to be different yeah. <laughs> there's nothing to do there but look you're happy to pay it if you get any consistency the problem is you, you pay these big contracts and then you get um, that's the problem I think now with all the sort of uh, transfer this year I think most of them have worked out in the favour of the team that the, the player's gone to like. which is fair there's no really that sticks out like that goes it was a bit of bust year for that player to go like if you look at like Hines Reynolds we um, Townsend up in the Cowboys like any of them players that landed are arguably great buys for them clubs absolutely yeah you know that has there's no one really like even like Elliot uh, Adam Elliot to use like he's going to be a massive oh horrific horrific yeah and poor poor uh, Ricky does not like playing him at, at 13 but still <laughs> yeah no he's been he's been phenomenal for us this year to be fair but look we'll get to that later um, <laughs> you next himself. so obviously Paramount in New Zealand 28-18 to the Eels 10 points to 6 at half time um, Reid Mahoney put on an absolute clinic and I mean Para as a club need to seriously do everything they can to try and get him to backflip on his bulldog contract if they can because they just can't lose him if they if they can hold on to him I think they kind of elongate this premiership window they're currently in because I'm sorry but Josh Hodgson next year an aging Josh Hodgson is just not going to be able to do what um, Reed Mahoney's currently doing for them um, and if you're ready for the overreaction of the round it's this following <laughs> statement he's Queensland's best hooker and Harry Grant ain't even close 
and I'll take I don't think he'll ever see the field no. but I, I think he offers so much more than Harry Grant um, I think Harry Grant is potentially overrated and I'll take all the ridicule I get for that but I just I see so much more from um, Reed Mahoney especially when you consider that <coughs> his halfback parent um, of Moses and Dylan Brown are like blow hot and cold versus Cam Munster and Jerome Hughes who are are can be wild at times especially Munster but they're fairly uh, consistent um, it was a lot I suppose it was kind of touch and go with this game to be honest with you. it was quite like the Warriors are, are much much improved save where they were maybe a month ago and it was very even until around I think it was, I think it was just before the 60th minute when Parra got a really fortunate bounce for kind of Gorson's try and up until then it had been very kind of kind of even I was kind of happy in the end that New Zealand got two late consolation tries from kind of Marchi and Kosi because they were very much in it for most of it um, and I suppose other than Mahoney key performer for me on the day was probably Sivo he's pretty much immense obviously his, his intercept for Blake's try really had power get an edge and get going in the game and then his try, his last second try was the, I think the last try Paris Gordon. It was kind of the final nail in the coffin. It was, it was well taken try too as well. So it's good to see him get back to his best because he is kind of one of the stars of the camp. He was sort of coming in as well into the middle yeah. a little bit, like in getting great ball, like giving them great platform, like because he's such a big man, like makes so much yards. I mean, post contact me but my stat. <laughs> Just read Mahoney basically again. He 21 meters, two line break <laughs> assists, two try assists, and 24 tackles. And he only missed one tackle as well on the day. It's an absolute masterclass. I love him. For a fella that's as, as like, is it his peck or what did he do there last year? Was it his peck that he did twice yeah. this year? Was it? Like, he still doesn't doesn't protect himself at all. Like, you know the way, like, he just, it's everything or nothing with he's him. Al- like. He's also got, like, the strangest body form I've ever seen. He's got tiny little legs and just, like, a huge chest. It's yeah, really yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, I love watching him play. He's brilliant. So, yeah, that's that's all for that one. Um, but, yeah, New Zealand are much improved. Obviously, maybe the, they're kind of getting over a bit of the off-field kind of antics that have been going on as of late uh, surrounding the club. Now they're back in New Zealand, so hopefully uh, after this weekend obviously um, hopefully they start to get a few results but yeah just hopefully not a result this weekend no fingers crossed for you (laughs) next up Uh, uh, the Roosters and the Dragons so 54-26 to the Roosters nine tries romp over the the Dragons Uh, only one Dragons player was in the top players for running metres just shows you like the the, the roosters Cody, had was it? nearly all the possession. Ramsey, it's a yeah, tries. like and it, it, oh, he unbelievable, like and he's a real like he, he's not like a flash player. He's like a dog player. Like if you hit him, you have to hit him with everything. He's one of them players, mm-hmm. you know that way. That it's gonna hurt you more. That's gonna hurt him because he comes in a hundred miles an hour into contact. Like he really wants to get through it. Like I think it's a great uh, Moses and by Jack Bird and Ben Hunt combined for a total of twenty missed tackles. So you're talking like you're, you're spying there in the middle. 20 missed tackles is a ridiculous uh, stat for them boys to be giving up. I know Ben Hunt back up yeah. from origin, like I'd say he was well. I think there's a picture of him in the sheds after the game and he does not look comfy at all. <laughs> uh, the Roosters came away at the victory, but ultimately it, they paid a massive uh, price in injuries. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I know Tupanua 
is fractured eye. I think it's only two to three weeks, I think. But Billy Smith and... Uh, 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 oh, no, Tupanua is ACL, but uh, Tahu only a fractured eye. But Tupanua and Billy Smith ACL is out for the season. I think they're hoping maybe end the They've season. They've a lot of ACLs. But, uh, that's, that's a, I think it's uh, 13 over two years. It's got a question. Over five years, over five years. Got a question, kind of their training regime. Madness. Yeah, I know the the NRL uh, physio. He has a stat page. I think he's go, he's he's a podcast tomorrow. I think saying about it, and sometimes it's luck, but he he thinks maybe loading is is an issue down there. And then like, ultimately, like, will the will the Roosters be able to? I know they're two points off the eight. With Manly is is on twenty and they're on eighteen, but I don't think Manly are going to lose the games that you think they might lose. I think Manly are going to tick on from the from the game I seen there at the weekend, and the Roosters might just lose that that top eight spot. Yeah. With the injuries and stuff like that, I know they have a few lads coming back. I know uh, Aria Hargreaves is back, and someone else is back this week. But I don't think the the oh clear he's back sorry. The only uh, chat thing is which is a big the Roosters will get a shot at Manly too. Um, True yeah in there. Yeah, there's a few losable games though like so is in Manly have St George who are still obviously playing for the eight this weekend. Then they follow up with Sydney Roosters and then they play Parramatta the weekend after. Gold Coast you'd argue that they should walk that anyway. Um, then they play Cronulla. Hmm. Then they play ourselves, the Raiders, who you'd like to think would be still in, in with a shout for the eight. I, I don't know if it will be, but and then run out the season to Canterbury. So it's not it's not playing Salem for Manly anyway. But yeah, I do get what you take your points on board. They are looking great without without uh, Tom. To be fair, yeah. No, I just think that it might be just a step too far with injuries and and all, and it could be just a year that Robinson just scratches yeah. off. Back to back, I think years. the biggest decision for him, well, like yeah, two two major injury filled mm. years, like. So I don't know where they can go from here. I know they have Brandon Smith coming next year. I thought Connor Watson had Fantastic a great game. game. Fantastic game. Like that that when they put him into the game, like he he made serious serious yards out of dummy half. Like his try was great. Like and. Manu <laughs> can we talk about the, fake, the injury the, which the was a fake injury which actually was yeah. an injury if you look at it he came off after fair enough I didn't see it at the end that he, he actually did yeah. come down I think it was only cramp fake fake injury but uh, oh, there's so much controversy now about it that what happens when the next fella pulls a hamstring out there do you go and bust him just in case he's, he's doing a fake one like it's a one off yeah and he did go down and had to hold himself after yeah. it like I think he just seen that everyone slowed up and there's a gap there and he just went for it. I, like, I'm, I, I'm fairly comfortable with it, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Suelia on the edges there, just absolutely creaming, lads. And even his try as well. He just, his, his vertical leap is, is phenomenal. It's it's like Israel yeah. Flow. Like, it's one of them. You know that the first time you've seen Israel Flow get a high ball in the mm-hmm. corner, like, you go, how... You do this 18 times in the game, he's going to do that. <laughs> like, why do you not kick to the corners more often? Like, it's ridiculous. It's, yeah, freakish, freakish athletic ability. Just... Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the Dragons... 
with with Hunt back it up as well like that I think they'll just scratch that off like it was a close game I think it was the Dragons were winning at half time and then arguably fucking the Roosters came back I think they scored 40 points in the second half which it was there to be won except the, like the, the tackle count the missed tackle count was massive massive for the Dragons like if you look at even the highlights you'll just see that the Roosters ran everything mm. That's me. Next up, Manly Newcastle. Um, forty-two points to twelve to Manly. Obviously, doing fourteen points to six at halftime in favour of Manly. But DC has has kind of had himself a week. Um, like it was like it was relatively close in the first half, but you could kind of always sense that the dam, the dam would burst at any point, and it and it did in the second half. Um. When you when you can figure when you can factor in the fact that DC was backing up from margin, it probably is one of the the more impressive displays by anyone all season. Um, I know you're gonna have to factor in how poor the Knights were and are, but he just played them off the park, particularly in the second half. I suppose something I wanted to bring up, which it's probably unfair, but it's it's definitely worth noting. So, in a battle of kind of two million dollar men this game for me perfectly sums up why Pong, Ponga just isn't worth the million it's not attacking a person like he's he was phenomenal in origin he was actually he's actually very good uh, against Manny too as well I think he finished somewhere north of 160 run meters a try and five tackle busts but his side lost by 30 I just think he's he just is not that type of player that can back up no not even back up but can that can can, they can win you the game as in like he'll win it based on other players so like Origin and stuff like that he's perfect because yeah yeah the team around him yeah. is better but for Newcastle he can, just, he's not the individual yeah. like yeah he, he is the individual that everyone yeah. looks to, to, to try and I think Newcastle something. would have been better suited by letting him go to to Redcliffe to be fair um, but yeah look Manly, Manly were brilliant to watch my stat for you it's a good one this now so Manly ran for an oppressive 1,697 run meters. But of that, Ruben Garrick, 234, and Saab, 208, accounted for 26%. Two, two players. Those, play, those boys, and it's and 1,697, it's, it's, it's high. Like, um, yeah. So yeah, look, that back line, when it clicks, Koala's looking better week by week. There's plenty of talent there. I think Garrick is underrated, I think, for... Everyone's waiting for Turbo to come in back. It's a like, kick goals as well. Agri. Yeah, like he he would be a serious addition to any any other team that is in the bottom, the bottom eight mm. even, because he's such a, like he's such a quality player. Yeah. Like every every game he plays, it's mm. quality. Like he and then he sl- he slip back into the wing that like, can still be a great player he'd, in the wing. Like. Playing it. Do you know do you know where he would be become the greatest player of all time? Melbourne. Oh yeah, yeah, that would. Does he play anywhere? If he, he, if he went to Melbourne, he yeah. would. I argue he'd probably be one of the yeah. best players in the world. It'd be interesting to see when they sign this unknown origin player that everyone thinks is uh, your man for Parramatta. What's his name? The little round prop. Let's see how he goes in Melbourne. I'll find his name now. The little the talking the grave. The grape fine is. Oh, what's his name? The little round prop. He played, he's a bit, little hardy fucker always round. And he played for he played Origin. 
He plays Pat, yeah, he played one or uh, two Bra- games um, for in our Nathan New Brown, S- is it? New South Wales. Yeah, yeah Nathan Brown. It'd be interesting to see supposedly they're signing him now in well, the next week, I think. Parra want rid of him so too, don't they, they? So that makes sense. It'd be inter- no, but it'd be interesting to see how he goes down in that mm-hmm. system like like it, that could make him like fucking a new player again. Yeah, it's, oh, it's a belly I could get out of him. Um, yeah, that's all I have in that game. Like, obviously, like it's very hard to to script up a storyline around Newcastle at present. They're just they're a bit of a. I think Adam O'Brien might be under pressure. I don't know. Did they come out like Titans came out for Holbrook? But I think he's the next one for the chopping block. Yeah, and and even if it's only just a result of the players, the coaches are who were under pressure that have lost their job now. Like the eyes have to start turning. On himself and Holbrook, um, there's just no. Well, I think the Titans, the Titans came out and Carter, uh, gave him the season, yeah. like, as in he's going to be our coach at to the beginning of next mm. season, which is interesting. I'd like to know with Holbrook, especially, what is what is impact or what is, what was his role in in some of the players that he, he signed, mm. like you know that way, because I think there's a big board up there and and they have a lot of say in that sort of stuff. So it'd be interesting to see how much of a say he had in it, because then ultimately the book stops at him. Like if he if he's a big say at some of the jokes, the results and stuff, you can't really argue that it wasn't my team and stuff yeah. like that. Which Adam O'Ryan is there fucking a long time. Yeah, no, that's it's fair enough. Yeah, no, I I just I think a lot of it comes back to the the money they've invested in in forwards. That's what I'm saying. Like, how much of a decision was his his decision to sign these players at such an amount? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's it. So next one: Titans and Broncos. So a Queensland derby again. So twelve six to the Broncos. Um, it took a while now for this game to open up. I think it was twenty eight minute where the the Broncos, uh, oh the Titans sort of broke out. Bad kick by Reynolds just down the, down the left or right hand edge. Brimson serious coming out of the backfield I think he made about 60 metres and then ultimately in the next set I think Toby Sexton set up lovely for another grubber crick for Boyd to, to dot down um, it was nice to see that it went through like like Brimson was involved and Sexton was involved like you can see that the Titans there's some good work going on in the Titans still like I know Holbrook is under pressure but like 16-12 against a good good Broncos side mm-hmm. Is not a bad result, like. Um, poor defence for the Broncos in this game. I think there's a few lads. I think with uh, with Carrigan out and Haas. Was Haas playing? No, he wasn't. He's still out. He still has uh, slaps. I think they're losing a bit in the, in the middles there. So, like, Titans were rumbling through there. It was like a a tit for tat there was bang 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 Bronco scored through uh, who did it score through Heuter is it the Mm. the winger it's mad to think that that Perinara and Heuter like the wing combinations for the Broncos they control like at the beginning of the, the, the year like you wouldn't have known these lads but now they have the luxury of like uh Selvin Cabo is rested next mm. week as well I think and Pernar starts Pernar is doing nothing mm. wrong 
and so is this Hyder like Pernard took his try unbelievable and he is a hardy hardy he's like he reminds me of the Titans wingers mm. as well like Herbert and, mm-hmm. and Yoke big big bodies like yeah um, takes it takes a lot of time like to to um, see it's it's so easy when the side is going well for these players to pop in for two or three games but when the side's not going well these types of players were kind of 20 20 25 NRL appearances that's where they get pulled <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 uh, like I think it was Titans so Broncos Titans scored Broncos scored then Titans scored again that was 12-6 and then the Broncos arguably took over then I think Pernarish uh, crashed over 48 minutes gone and then Reynolds touched down last 20 minutes was absolute madness mm. It was like the Broncos were trying to kick it down the field. The Titans were coming off the back like this. They were they were making breaks all over the place, and then the Broncos were just scrambling for the last twenty minutes. I'd say they were shaking themselves, trying to trying to just hold them down, like because like the Titans had four or five chances, mm-hmm. like to to I don't know to score, but to make breaks to put them in the position to score. Like I just think like mistakes then ultimately and the clock ran down the, on the Titans. But I think the Titans will be a little bit more they'll come away with that disappointed but I think that they'll they'll, they'll frighten a few lads in the run up yeah especially if they're up there yeah um, they're kind of free from the shackles now of they can just go out and play they, they know that their season is going is, is nil yeah. and void like so they just try and try and frighten mm. someone else like try and have an impact yeah no look, look, there are plenty of good players and the best player is not caught up with Origin anymore so yeah not the way she was there um, next up see kicking off Sunday Sunday was almost a day of upsets and um, we had one but we almost had a day of it I think the only person upset in this one was the, the coach <laughs> well look I thought like what like, so obviously West Penrith 16-18 sorry uh, favourite Penrith halftime score 10-12 like we obviously know Pemmert rested seven of their kind of origin stars and I get it but like still I thought it was a great performance from Wests they've pretty much been lost at sea as of late it was nice to kind of see on the back of kind of the new announcement that Benji's going to be taking over and Robbie's getting back involved and Timmy Sheen's is overseeing it all I think do you know what what do you think of that I think it's a massive gamble. I think it is not only a massive gamble, but it's a gamble that's guaranteed not to pay off. I just think Benji's too nice for our management. Um, and I just think... I think an assistant, assistant role or something would have suited him down to Yeah, play. where he could still be... Like, I think he's going to struggle to not be players' mates. And I just think... Yeah. Yeah, like, obviously they'll respect him because um, it's Benji and he's... A, club legend and stuff like that but I just uh, well I, I'll be honest with you I don't think anything's going to work in that club until kind of something severe changes at board level um, I think we've touched on it many a time but yeah look, I don't think I don't think Benji's going to come in there now look I could be proven wrong but I don't think he's going to come in there and be the lord saviour of of Belmore um, so yeah look it is what it is um, but you know it was nice to see the West back competitive again it was kind of shades of kind of earlier in the season when they were where they were kind of pushing sides close and getting a, getting a win here and a win there um, and like it, it did take until about five minutes out for Fish to crash over for uh, Pemmet to settle that contest um, 
one thing that was interesting for me from a West point of view is they, they kind of played around with their spine and I, I really liked it um, so they moved Hastings to Lucy Dewey at 6 and then obviously they had uh, Laurie at fullback and um, Brooks at 7 but I, I really liked it and I think it's a combo that if you give it a bit more time there might be something in it um, there's a lot of chat like I know Luke Brooks talked about stuff coming out in the media but there's still a lot of chat like I think it came out that Dewey doesn't want to play centre he wants to play halves and then Hastings does not want to play Lucy which he was ultimately signed at the beginning of the year there was a lot of chat that he would have been 13 mm. or half like he was coming as that sort of a player like but I think like that noise inside that Tigers is ridiculous like you got a leak you got a leak um, but Pemrith it was good to see kick out step up um, not just something he's kind of accused sometimes is that when the stars are out and stuff he doesn't step up but he was a he's phenomenal to watch kick out he's, he's, he's just a bit of a, an athletic freak like his try is just he's so kind of he doesn't move ordinarily is what I'd say he's not awkward but he doesn't move ordinarily he's just kind of I just wouldn't like to see it coming down the edge. That's what I wouldn't like to see. That's <laughs> why so I didn't make it to the pros because it kick out and stuff like that. Ah, <laughs> shite. Um, That's exactly. Because ultimately, like the, the remain favourites for the comp. But as I said, kind of in the origin preview, I just have a sneaky suspicion. The Rones have kind of given a, a roadmap to beat the Panthers, um, particularly by nullifying uh, Jerome Lewis. Now, look, obviously, it's very hard to to do. To Penrith, what the Maroons did to the Blues. Yeah, it's not like there's seven of them, there's 13 of them. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that way. Um, <laughs> and they all know the system back to front, like. But I just think, yeah, I, I'm not as confident. I, I can see Penrith finishing top, I can see them getting to the preliminary finals or the finals, and I can see them getting unstuck now. Whereas I wouldn't have seen that at the start of the season. Um, man I wouldn't have seen that until maybe a few weeks ago so yeah look I think I wouldn't be surprised if Pemberton aren't, aren't champions at the end of the season that's not going to surprise you if that happens mm. but stat yeah stat kick out 122 run meters a try and a try assist and plenty plenty of good work man a match for anyone with brain cells um, so yeah it was uh, good to see so right let's, let's, this is what the people wanted to hear let's get into this come on that's <laughs> I just have a few I have a few uh, just a small one it was just we're just going to say the score and that's it we're just going to move on <laughs> so Storm and Raiders 2016 to the Raiders four from four in the last last four fixtures in AMM Stadium for Ricky yeah. I'd say he was delighted um, the Storm started off well like uh, Kenny Bromwich some offload for the first try like I don't know how he got the ball away and Meadies crashed over in the corner. Then Raiders answered back through Chris like intercept. It was such a bad pass to throw. Pap. He had his back turned, he just fucked the ball away and, and Chris just ran the pitch like. Yeah, I just thought like the pass to throw yeah. with your back yeah. to the defence while taking contact was ridiculous. Just hit the hit the ground and take the contact. And then Paps was then forced off. I think it was a suspected Scheller knee kneecap, was it? He took heavy, heavy contact from Whiten. And it was just bone yeah, on bone. It was just the awkwardness of the tackle. Like. So I think, and 
that's a massive injury I think there's pins and stuff like that like that, that yeah it's a massive yeah. loss only just back I don't know as what well. way it's, like, just, it's, it's next season like and hopefully he's back running over the off season just to see what way it goes but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of issues and a lot of negative outcomes in them sort of injuries so fingers crossed he comes back uh, Raiders then some lovely lovely quick hands down the edge to see Schindler uh, Schindler is it? Schindler Schindler dive over for next score for the Raiders and then what's the the Raiders fell asleep they were riding their own coattails a little bit Hughes little quick tap backs turned uh, just snuck over the line for you um, and then you're head of ball of a winger huh? huh? Your head of ball of a winger got simbin for a little bit. It's passion, mate. Passion, yeah, yeah. No, yeah it's every two games. He, is it two games for the heavy yeah. con- high contact? He got uh, charged two. He got charged a grade one and a grade two. Uh, he got fined for grade one and missed two two games. Early early guilty plea. Great so play. when when he was out the field, uh, Grant scored from a dummy half to make it sixteen fourteen with twenty minutes left. Schindler as well answered back. Yeah. Absolute. Now this is. For a fella that has only played a certain amount of games, I think it's only five games or something, something in his career, to come out with skill like this, like you think he was a, a, an NRL vet, like just to get the ball on the edge, to know that the touchline is there and that Meany's coming across, put it on your toe to extend the play and then race to put down the ball. Which have, have the presence of Said to me, yeah, just to, to tip it on. Back inside before. Oh, yeah. For even the chase, like not to be pushed out under the yoke. Um, it was ridiculous it was an, like it was fucking inches from the, the dead ball line which was unbelievable to put down and then the Raiders just held out then for a happy happy uh, Sammy yeah it was delirious uh, and then look as well like like as you touched on the two like two of the tries that the uh, Storm scored like they were preventable obviously the Hughes oh, Hughes is massive I'd say now I'd say Ricky kicked the bollocks out of the box mm. up in there. I see there's a hole in it. And even the Harry Grant try, if you look at that, it's like criminally poor up the. But it makes like it's Harry Grant. You're you're twenty. You're you're two meters out from your lane. Yeah. He's going to fucking go like it's yeah. like the thing with Joseph Manu now going into dummy half. Yeah. With two meters to the lane, get down on your knees <laughs> yeah. and make him pass the ball like. Like two tries came from that as well. Like it's ridiculous. Like to see him in that in that ulti- like he's always gonna go. Yeah, because that's the sort of player he is. He backs himself one hundred and ten percent of the time. More yeah. than one hundred and ten times out of 100. Yeah, <laughs> which is not good. At sometimes, but yeah, no, no. I just thought like yeah, it was great for Ricky to to still have that overbelly ache a little bit. Like and they're yeah. supposedly they're great friends like and stuff like that. Yeah, but it. Yeah. it they, they, now Raiders are the push players now they're coming the chat was that Ricky lost the room or lost the players group especially him and, and Tappany but Tappany's coming out like they're all playing from now yeah it's, well Tappany's been playing from all season to be fair um, I think it's a marvel for, for like when you lose a players group the playing group mm. it's ultimately the end of your career yeah. at that club like yeah. And for Ricky to be able to go in and say, look, I'll just step back a little bit, let you deal with some of this stuff. Like, I know the, the issues with the English lads and stuff like that. But since that calmed down, 
and he's got back all these players are playing for him like mm. I think Corey Hanara what's them Fear Hanara <laughs> he is he is class yeah and he's yeah. not getting enough like some of the stuff I know defensively he has his has his issues but uh, his X factor on the ball like his offload for the try like yeah was ridiculous like yeah no I think yeah look I, I, I've seen many a, a false dawn um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how we go at the weekend but I was happy with the result but that, for the Storm though showing a very strange predicament here Storm lose three in the a row facing a difficult contest which we'll get to against the Souths at the weekend Could they lose four in a row and some brought up the point and it's very valid like it's only now when the Storm are sh- short of their star players and they've been riddled with injury this season that yeah. you see that like maybe these kind of players that we ranted and raving about just aren't they are what we thought they were yeah but in yeah, the yeah, system yeah, yeah. they work with the star players like yeah or maybe they just need an extra season like the cream yeah. just hasn't risen to the top just yet like yeah. with some of these workhorses like they're yeah. they're still have lapses in, in concentration and, yeah. and stuff like that yeah. and especially when you have a few of the lads next year like ultimately next year is going to be much harder for the Storm yeah. when you have four of them going up up to the Dolphins like mm. or three of them going up to the Dolphins sorry yeah. which it would be more interesting to see what what, what he has in plan for next year mm. yeah so thanks for robbing that one on me um, oh, look you thought you were going to get better anyway so yeah fair enough well I'll let you pick so <laughs> this, this week I picked uh, yeah and round things out um, game in a round 12 tray epic Canterbury Souths 28-36 favourite Souths 10-16 at half time uh, like the first half was fine the second half was exceptional um, it was back and forth the Bulldogs are improving at a rate of knots and they're they're unearthing some real gems like Karaz improves week to week but Declan Casey was phenomenal he had like mm. over 150 metres and, and, and especially to was it was it last week that he got the he got hooked off the pitch mm. the, he, for Potter to put him back in there and say look you're a better player than you were like mm. you're a better player than your last game like go out there and prove it to me mm. he, he gave the ultimate coaches yeah like Stamford yeah no they're just and even um, Avarillo back up at fullback he's playing brilliant ball back there and there's uh, some there's some like he was pushing lads out of the way to get into dummy half like to get extra extra carries like and stuff like mm. that I thought it was brilliant like yeah, like no. they are coming they're a good team and like Shane Fran- oh not Shane Flanagan uh, Kyle Flanagan Kyle Flanagan he had two assists like his tackling and the defence I was watching this sometimes you go back and just see like w- s- small things like his defence has shored up something serious like mm. like he's a much better player much calmer player than he was and it's proven like for a fella that was in tears at interviews like when when Gus Gould took mm-hmm. him in and, and, and to what he is playing now it's 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 a credit to him like absolutely and I just think like, like I know the results haven't followed because like look at the end of the day defence still matters but I think they're more attractive to go watch if you're a Bulldogs fan or if you're in well, a kind of it was an entertaining game yeah 
Um, I think if they can guarantee this, like there'll be much more players going back because next year you're getting a few more lads in. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll arguably a lot of the players the local juniors too as well. So it's kind of that kind of feeds into the whole thing as well. So look, I think I think they're they're starting to turn finally, um, which is good to see. Um, as for Souths, I mean, potentially you could like accuse them of being complacent given they're on a bit of a turnaround in form since like the trail returned on the back of that hammering by the dragons that, that's their third win on the bounce um, but when the game was in the melting pot my god the trail is just different custard it's unbelievable like that, it, as you said like it's, it's like a overage player playing against that's kids like, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous like he bumped off two origin players for that that try like and just uh, just just made them look like it was their first ever game playing, um, and like generally speaking, he has been scary since his return. Like I, he looks fitter though. He looks a he bit looks leaner. Stronger. Like there's his definitely is up. yeah, there's definitely a few kgs that he can lose. Uh, I argue that if if he lost, if he was shredded to the bone, it'd be detrimental. Oh, I'm not saying shredded, like, but there uh, uh, there is. Yeah, I just I just think he's just that type of player. It's like to use a very Irish example, he's like Michael Murphy that plays football for Donegal. He's like Joe Canning. No matter how much ball they play, they just all hold that little punch. And I just think yeah. it's kind of what makes them them, and they're just a more natural player. Um, but I want, and I I'm not accepting this. Don't look at how it happened, but it has to happen. I want him and Joey Manu to meet at the back end of the season in an important game <laughs> and, and I see want how we back get on. because we need that given the form the two of them are in given yeah. the history of last year that needs to happen and the fact that they're still relatively good friends and stuff so mm. so yeah look my stat for you uh, strange trend in this one I, I tend to flag it when the bunnies are hot as it tends to be kind of some might kind of link to kind of them being in hot form but Basically, when the when the bunnies tend to win, there tends to be an awful lot of dummy half runs by Cookie. Um, but obviously he was out this weekend. Jeremy Marshall King made nine dummy half runs to Silva Avili's four, and it's probably a potential explanation as to why the game ended up being so tight and why Canterbury um, were scoring so many good long range tries and stuff. So, yeah. I think what's uh, sorry that hooker I don't know his name for South South Silva Avili. He's played for us. He got caught two or three times picking mm. the ball up the rock, and like I think Marshall slapped it out of his hand at one stage, was it? Yeah. And then it got pulled away. His hands got pulled away at another stage, like so. I think he needs it to work a little bit more. He's I think more, he's more of a Lucy. Uh, yeah, and like it, it, when I seen him first in there, I was like, that is a big hooker. <laughs> when he was <laughs> bending down, I was like, is he going to scoop? What a Tongan hooker looks like, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, no, so yeah, great great game to end the round. And look, as I said, the Sunday could have very easily been a day of upsets. Um, but yeah, we just got the one in the end. Um, the one that counted, was it? Yeah, up, up the middle. Yeah. Right. Um, before we get into the round 19 previews, probably worth a while just throwing it out there that, as we say every week, if you're looking to get yourself some US sporting apparel, just click the link in the podcast description and visit our friends usasports.co.uk. Because the NFL season, the NBA season, they're only actually around the corner. Um, ice hockey season just finished, you might grab yourself a bargain. And baseball season is still ongoing. So look, there's plenty, plenty of merch to get yourself. Um, it's getting cold. It's actually it's, it's starting to turn. 
It's 25 degrees where you're allowed. Yes, it was 30 degrees <laughs> yesterday. So it's like six yeah. degrees cooler. Daddy, you might need to get yourself a hoodie. Um, I don't know if I got an Irish colour. You know the way like some people go, geez, I got grey on colour there yesterday and you got scalded. <laughs> take, it, take it from experience. I'm someone who, who gets sunburnt in November playing rugby if it's a dry day. <laughs> if so, it's a dry day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But look, yeah, look, round 19, previews. Quick nods to to the tipping I obviously went for a perfect week last week but there was only one game to separate us so uh, I've I'm tightened, ahead of tightened the margin by the smallest of, of gaps so currently Tash 79 Sasquatch 71 um, shocking yeah look don't worry plenty plenty left to fix I'm gonna, gonna slowly eke away eke away eke away uh, and then I'm gonna finish down 20 <laughs> one so it's myself obviously is Friday at the Nestrada Jubilee at 9 o'clock St. George Manly I no you're missing one I think there. it's actually going to be a decent fixture he, um, he, you missed you skipped you skipped me Aids and Broncos ah uh, yes day. I'm even so that's my game one yeah yeah fair. relax but yeah fair, <laughs> fair. so Thursday morning 10 o'clock uh, Parramatta Eels and Brisbane Broncos Eels are home for this one um, I think there's a few lads back for the Broncos I'd say Patrick Harrigan oh, Carrigan will be back for the Broncos I don't know what the timeline is in Haas's injury two play uh, it'd be interesting I think this one if if the Broncos can beat the Eels in this they are contender contenders like they will go deep I just think that the Paramara Eels a home advantage as well as you say Silva playing so well there last week like they were uh, Reed Manley playing well like I think the Eels might just do it at home but it's going to be a tight tight game I think maybe 18-16 something like that might be a golden point which we haven't got all all year but it'll, it'll be a lot closer than people think you're going para yeah I'm going Bronx Ooh, another loss for you, bro. <laughs> I just think Para are just seem to have that soft on their belly, and Bronx going to have all their kind of the boys back, yeah, all the boys back. So I just I, I fancy them, um, I, but again I agree with you. It is a toss up that one. I don't think it's there's no real out outrider like in that at all. Like no, like some like, of the games now coming up to this these the, the last few games or the last few rounds. There's going to be games like this that's going to be just on the knife edge, like. Yeah, I also don't think like home advantage for Paris is, is anything to be shouting about. Like, it's not like the games up in Townsville or it's in Suncorp or. Yeah, they they don't have an established yet. No. As no. home home like. No. Um. Yeah. Um. Yes, well, yeah. as I say, home. I say traveling. Like, so Broncos are far to travel. That's all I think. Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, that's a good so, game two actually, as I was saying. George versus Manly <laughs> Friday night lock in Australia Jubilee um, I think it's actually going to be a decent enough fixture uh, a lot does depend on Hunt but I think it's going to be tight um, Manly potentially just going to edge it anyway so I'm going to give Manly the, the nod for this one I would say somewhere between 6 to 8 points of a difference um, key ins for Dragons Moses Zemboy uh, jumps into the starting side in the place of Moses Suli. He suffered an ankle injury against the Roosters. Jaden Sullivan takes Mboy's place on the bench. 
And Tarek Sims returns from suspension on the bench. So Aaron Woods drops the 18th man. For the Seagulls, obviously, Jakey is sidelined with COVID. And Tafa Ofa Sipley comes into the starting side. And Taniela Aseka joins the internet interchange bench. So, yeah, I'm going Manly. I think I will go against you in this one. And I will go the Dragons. It's going to be a big swing either way. Hmm. Fair. Next one, Friday morning again, ten fifty-five. Newcastle Knights against Sydney Roosters. I think we all know where the Knights sit in my estimation. So I think, even with the injuries that the Roosters got last week, I think the Roosters will be too much for the Knights. Uh, and they'd be, I'd say they'd be buoyed for the the victory they got, like the the high scoring game that they got last week. And with Watson and, and, and Manu playing so well, Cleary back, Hargreaves uh, back as well. I think that just adds the fire to them. So I think Roosters by, I think 26, 12 maybe. Yeah, probably a bit more maybe. But yeah, no, I, I, I'll go with you on that one anyway. Um, back on that. Uh, next up, Saturday morning, 6 o'clock, GIO Stadium, Canberra versus New Zealand. I have to back the Raiders here, and um, that's no surprise, but it will be the classic Raiders now to, to give me an aneurysm uh, on the back of that storm result, so I'd say it's going to be tight. Is it too uh, early to do deadlifts? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Shortly thereafter. Um, Keyans for kind of the Raiders are kind of team t- t- changes. Obviously, Rapan has been spent better for two matches, so Nick Cottridge, luckily enough, was, was back from his leg injury this week. So he jumps back in the wing. James Schiller is out with an ankle, ankle injury. He's going to be replaced in the other wing by Albert Harpoate, who was due to make his debut last weekend. And Elliot Whitehead also returns after missing the Storm game. So Corey Hawira Nara drops to the bench. For the Warriors, there is a couple of significant changes in this one. Fullback Reese Walsh bumped into the bench. And mid-year signing Dijan Arcee is preferred at 5-8 ahead of Ronald Volkman. Was rested last week. Channel Harris Davida gets another fullback, and the veteran obviously then uh, with Tennis Lesniak returns on the wing in the place of Ed Cosey. He obviously was out last week with COVID. So yeah, look, I'm I going Raiders. I go with you there with Raiders. Cool. Cool to uh, The Reese Walsh thing is strange. Yeah, it's it's a bit strange, isn't it? Yeah. There might be just rest. It might be just. They know that they might just... Now, this game, I think they could go on and, and upset Raiders. Yeah. It's a strange yeah. game to drop them for, like. Yeah. Uh, same Saturday morning, half eight, uh, Panthers against Sharks. Uh, Panthers are at home. Seven lads back for the Panthers, I think. Nobody's yeah. injured. This will be a great game, I think. It'll show the Sharks where they're looking at, at the origin so it's the first sort of game as you say with the blueprint to beat the Panthers will it be will it be Craig Fitz, uh, Fitzgibbon's little masterpiece like to see if it works especially coming into the finals like it, it, it they have to try it at some stage uh, I wouldn't be surprised but I just think the Panthers with the seven lads coming back and 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 the form they're in I think yeah. they just they just have enough to beat the Sharks I think it's it's a, it's a good kind of 
barometer for the Sharks heading into the finals just to see how far they are off it, say for example or how close they are to being yeah, a genuine like, contender especially after last week beating the Cowboys up there like it, it'd be a massive to back up yeah. and beat the, beat the Panthers at home as well like yeah. I'm going Panthers fair I'll join you with on that one um, that's uh, easy enough one um, and then to round out Saturday it's a great great set of fixtures on Saturday uh, South Melbourne Sun Saturday sorry 10.35 in Acor Stadium difficult one to, one to call huge huge win for the Rabbitohs obviously with Cameron Murray back and Damien Cook um, Davy Moale and Silva Vili go back to the bench and Daniel Saluka Fafita to 18th man Jed Carroy um, has been promoted to the starting side in the centre with Tane Mill dropping out um, for the Storm obviously look they've lost Pap to the end of the season so that's his Nick Meany shift uh, to fullback. Tyron Wishart is the new winger and Grant Anderson joins the bench having recovered from elbow injury I am flip flopping on this one um, I, it's inconceivable to me that, the, that Melbourne lose four in a row but Souths look Souths I just uh, I have a feeling that they could do them here so yeah I'm going to back Souths and I'm going to probably regret it. I'm going to probably chop and change that all week but I'm, I'm back in Souths I think I will go yeah I think injuries might might hamper the storms in this and Rabbitohs after last week yeah as you say flippy floppy it'd be, it'd be 50-50 nearly with me I think the mm. Rabbitohs I go Rabbitohs with you fair fair, fair. Uh, next up uh, Sunday at 5 o'clock in the morning Bulldogs against Titans and now bottom of the table sort of a, a fixture mm. uh, I think I, when I read it out like, like I think Bulldogs I tip Bulldogs straight away from the performance against Souths there they're scoring good tries the team is coming on well and as you said like the younger lads that are coming through are real talents like and local lads that want to play I think the Titans they don't have they don't have that identity yet you know that way you mm. wouldn't really know what way the Titans will come out and play like whereas the Bulldogs you seem to every week they're playing the same sort of way like and they're getting points from it like they'll attack from anywhere they're quick on the outsides like you know that with the, with the Bulldogs so I think the Bulldogs will win this yeah um, this is actually for different reasons I think this is similar to the fixture above um, South Melbourne I tend to agree with you but I'm going back to Gold Coast um, oh, that's another loss for you bro fair enough I'm, I'm, comfortable, <laughs> I'm comfortable with it I have to take risks take risks um, so yeah no, I'm going to go Gold Coast in this I just I think it's going to be a good fixture this um, I yeah I just have a feeling about Gold Coast I think they're, they're going to get a few results down the down the stretch down the down the stretch and I think this is kind of a perfect place to start um, now look I fully expect Dogs to win this too as well so I'll probably regret that as soon as we finish recording but look it's done it's done it's done so game Last four Sunday 7.05 QCB Stadium Queen Bank Country Stadium whatever it's called 
Um, yeah, look, I won't bother waste your time with our predictions because you probably don't know it, but uh, key ins and outs, I suppose. So, obviously, Rowan's trio of Val Holmes, Tom Deard, and, and Jeremy Nina are all back on deck. Murray uh, Tuilangi is also back from COVID. And then Nana's return pushes Luciano Lelua to prop. And Jermaine Tanua Brown to the bench. Uh, the hammer obviously goes to the bench. And Ben Hampton, Lemilu, and Thomas Chester all drop out. For the Tigers, James Roberts, David Norfoluma are listed among the reserves. They look to return. They missed the Panthers game due to illness, not COVID, but just illness. And Brett Nathan is back on the wing after serving a four game ban. Um, Tamo moves into the starting side in his 300th NRL game, pushing Zane Musgrove to the bench. And Tyrone Peachy and Alex Seyfert are the new faces on the bench as well for the West Tigers. I would struggle to pick anyone but North Queensland this one. It'd be interesting to see the how the, tig- would the Tigers go with, with the combination of the three lads now. They might be a little bit better, but like as you say, like in towns, they have they have gone with it. Uh, yeah. Today they have gone with that with that side again, um, that's yeah. fine. Whether they play the full eighty or that's fine, I don't know. Um, mm. Well, there seems to be a few interchanges there that says maybe not. Like like Tyrone Puichi in there, yeah, he's not he anywhere but a Lucy or utility player. Like yeah, well he's probably gonna like. You, they may come a stage where they put like here's the one thing that's, that's screaming to me is like would you not rather have Jackson Hasten at, at Hooker as opposed to Family and Brown mm. play Peachy but Peachy hasn't been good for no a long time and not for the Tigers anyway so no, no that's game. and he's on big money I think he, with bigger money than big, should be yeah he's oh, big money I for think, bench player yeah I think Cowboys all the way up there yeah that's fair that's fair well look we, we, we were absent last week and we've, we've we've fairly rambled on this week I think it's been an hour and hour and 15 um, so that's now nose bleeds and everything yeah technical <laughs> issues my god yeah no oh, look, it's not one <laughs> no hassle and that's me though as well thank you and good night good luck Points all. Played to Kiri. He's down the left. Short pass. Mitchell. Beautiful pass to Tupo. Into the back.